Welcome to Talk the Chalk, a sports podcast hosted by John Schreier, where we explore different careers in sports, dive into specific sports topics, and get pro tips from athletes and sports professionals across the globe. If you're an athlete looking for tips on how to navigate through your sports career, an aspiring sports professional, or simply a sports enthusiast, you've come to the right place. I'm here today with Arando Halilaj, Eleanor Roosevelt High School dominator in basketball, <laughs> um, uh, McDonald's All-American nominee, and he averaged 28 points, 15 rebounds his senior year, and then ultimately walked on at Fordham University. Um, we're going to talk today a little bit about the walk-on process and how that went down for uh, Arando. And so first off, thank you, Rondo, for joining today. Thank you for having me, man. Um, good to be here. Yeah, for sure. And so before we kind of jump into the whole walk-on process, I just wanted to get a little bit of the backstory that led up to that. And um, and so you were obviously like a really solid, strong high school performer with those numbers and, you know, the McDonald's All-American nominee and all that good stuff out of... Uh, Roosevelt High School in Manhattan. And so with all that, um, what was the process for you in high school? Like, did you get any offers coming out of high school? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I went to a really small school in the Upper East Side, Eleanor Roosevelt. It was uh, relatively new. Um, I think like the city was expanding with like a bunch of new high schools. Um, and it had a pretty good rep sort of like academically. Um, my I know my guidance counselor in middle school is like, sort of begging me to put that as my top choice because I had it on my list, but it wasn't my first. And she was like, you have to put this first. So I, uh, I went there, I think it was like about 600 kids total in the school. Um, and I just liked it right away, but they weren't really known for having a strong basketball program. Um, and I tried out, I think day one, and I ended up getting on the team and um, I, I think I started my first year, but wasn't all too great as far as like the other kids, given that most of them, I think were junior seniors. So I had to develop right away, uh, ASAP basically. Mm. Um, and it was, it was a great experience. I mean, like being a freshman, I think, uh, you know, seeing the other guys play and do their thing, I just made me want to play as well. Um, but then I think sophomore year, I started to really like get better, start playing in like these summer tournaments, um, you know, like Dykeman hoops in the sun here in the Bronx, I grew up in the Bronx. So, um, those type of things and it helped me get more confidence sort of going back into the school season. Um, by my senior year, I sort of had it in my mind that I wanted to play division one in any capacity. I was like, all right, I, I'm going to do this. I, you know, mm -hmm. like I would love to play college basketball and continue to play college basketball, but I want like you know growing up that, that was like my one and only like thing that I wanted to do that was sort of my dream um and you know that was my thing like I'm gonna do this mm. however it's gonna happen I'm gonna do it whether one way or another um so come senior year I'm you know I was like all right I'm gonna put up the best numbers I can hopefully win a city championship whatever it is to get exposure um and you know sort of like interest started coming in here and there with like first division three and division two and a couple of D one offers, but they're primarily schools that, you know, 
when I was thinking of going to play college basketball, I also wanted that academic aspect of it too. Um, given that in my mind, I sort of had um, just ruled out totally playing professional in any capacity after college. I was like, all right, I need to find a, a good school with like get a good job after college and then, you know, start my career doing whatever it is. Yeah. Cause I sort of knew I wanted to do like business, right? Like that was like my, my thing. Um, so that, that's how that happened. But yeah. Why do I was you like, think you uh, ruled out ball after college? That's, uh, you know, it was just in my mind, I thought the only viable path for basketball is probably the NBA just cause like I was not familiar with the overseas you know, concept at all with mm. professor. I didn't really know that many people that played pro ball after college. Um, I just figured it just was never in my cards by any means. Mm. Um, now looking back at it, I know a bunch of people that have played overseas and, and know the whole process with it and um, would, you know, at the very least would have been fun to do for like a couple of years, a year or two, whatever it is, just to get the experience. But um back in high school I was like there's no chance this is happening yeah. like I'm looking at like you know there's no way I'm gonna make the NBA yeah I'm just being realistic and I was <laughs> like and after that you know I, I need a job because this is my parents too you know everyone's like you know what you gotta find a job you gotta do four years you gotta get that all that kind of stuff so um the expectations too of like all right you know have the fun like basketball is great you can still play it for fun you know like in rec yeah. leagues or whatever it is but you know, at the end of the day, like you're going to college to get a degree and you're getting that degree to actually like do something with it. So yeah, that were was your like parents more on the um, track of thinking basketball was more just a, a fun thing to do, but at some point yeah. you have to get serious. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what it is? It's like the parents are, they instill in your mind. It's like, all right, basketball is great. Like it helps get you places. Right. But at the end of the day, it's still your option B like, mm -hmm. um, Cause you never know, you could get hurt. You can, something could happen. And, and then what are you going to do? What are you going to fall back on? So um, that's how they've always sort of like put that in my head with mm. school first, academics first. Um, so that, that sort of thing just like was uh, instilled in my brain. It was like, all right, fine. Like I got to find a good school and then try to do what I can with it. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, like by senior year, I was just basically, I told my coach too, I was like, look, man, um i'll i'll see what what's you know on the table and all that stuff but at the end of the day you know i want to go to hopefully like if i can a, a great school that has interest in me that is hopefully like local too because i also wanted to be near family and whatnot mm -hmm. um so yeah senior year i mean came around uh we went to the semifinals in the playoffs in the city um ended up losing to a pretty good team and a great player um who had a I think he was like one of the top players in the city he was like doing his thing you know what I mean yeah. um but you know we lost a, a good team um and then I you know it was time to make a decision too with like school and everything so I ended up choosing Fordham just because it was really close by I actually did not get interest from Fordham mm. um but I knew I wanted to go there and actually do something and I wasn't really thinking basketball so much. I was just thinking, all right, let me just get my foot in the door, get in school and then do what I can after that. So, yeah. So you, um, you basically, they didn't really know about you from the city. They weren't attending any of those games. And, and so you went there. Did you go 
kind of with the did you give up kind of on the the college basketball thing at that moment in time or did you go there with the intention of pursuing you know a walk on or trying to do something there so yeah that's a great question I mean basketball has always been like one of those things where obviously it's a passion of mine and I even if I wasn't doing it you know for money or for anything like that like I would play it every single day if I could right but um I am also very stubborn and once I got into Fordham and started actually like with classes I had a lot more freedom right I had a gym that was available basically till midnight all day Mm. so I just started playing a ton of basketball I started uh getting in the weight room a ton I started doing everything legitimately possible that freshman year to set myself up I guess and work on basically any weaknesses in my game uh one thing I didn't do enough of in high school was uh like the whole weight room side of things I was just played a ton of basketball but I never actually um did the other side of things that nobody really talked about back then which was like the food the nutrition the the mm-hmm. weights, the conditioning, like all that kind of stuff that feed into it. Um, and you're, so, um, you, you have the frame for like solid build too, right? You're six, seven. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Six, seven. Um, I never really, I, I started lifting weights. I think very first time was late junior year of high school, if, mm-hmm. like the summer kind of thing. Like, wow. um, I was just, I think growing up too, one thing that I remembered was everyone was there was so many misconceptions about lifting weights that I now think about, like they would say, Oh, you know, it's going to stunt your growth. Oh, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, this, Oh, that. And everything was just now that I, you know, you do your own research, you like look into the things and it's, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You figure out what you could and couldn't do. I mean, I'm sure as like at nine years old, you shouldn't be like deadlifting massive amounts of weight, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I guess there's some sort of like regiment that is, that works at a young age, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we just don't learn when we're younger. And then we look back and we're like, oh man, could have been doing this. Absolutely. So I think, um, I, as soon as I got in, I, it's funny, I, I still paid attention to school like as much as I could, obviously, but I was, when I tell you I was in the gym, if not playing basketball, working out, swimming, whatever it is, running, jump program, all that kind of stuff, hours every single day. With I also got like my either one of my best friends at the time or my brother, and we just, you know, every day it was like yeah. one of us would motivate. You're not in the mood, okay, cool. Like one of us would, so it was like just get out and do it. And this um, was without and, trying out, though. This was like just, just yeah. I mean, and you felt that you weren't ready to try out at that moment in time? The thing is, I wanted to get uh, as good as I can be and and work on just for me personally and Mm. do whatever I can, even if I didn't make the team, um, Mm. to just get in the, like, as good of a basketball player as I can be in order to just, A, be better for myself from playing just for fun and, and, you know, B, also um, my end goal was I'm going to make the team somehow one way or another um just because that's something that i really just wanted to do that was like my goal I was yeah like, all right i want to get on this team i'm going to contribute in some way or another that's um, awesome and i'm going to do it one way like the determination when you really want to do something i truly believe even if you have like cards against you or whatever it is like if you really want to do something your actions will show it you know mm. what i mean like 
you know when somebody really wants to do something and they just don't say like yeah no that would be nice to do it they will do yeah it. You know what I mean? yeah it's not just lip service you're actually putting in all the work and everything you you're it. doing is breathing yeah. basketball pretty much yeah through day-to-day -day actions like you and nobody has to tell you to do it that's another thing you know what i mean like you don't have somebody telling you like hey get up and go do this like you voluntarily are doing this because you truly enjoy it yeah and i think that's that was a key for sure that's cool so you're grinding um pretty much every day and at some point i guess you realize that you're ready or how did how did it kind of come to be that you're you're trying out or that you're how did yeah. the walk-on process kick off yeah so i remember trying out i think sophomore year was probably the like in terms of just shape and conditioning probably like my peak if i had to say um but i, I ended up trying out uh sophomore year and did not get on and finally got the you know understanding of what the process looks like how it is like that kind of stuff and i remember you know in my mind i was like all right i'm gonna go out there i'm just gonna dunk everything i'm gonna play aggressive i'm gonna do all this stuff and at the end of the day i'm, I'm realizing later like later on obviously um you know they want a certain type of player right to be a walk-on um they want a guy that a hustles really hard you know pushes the other guys um first one on the floor diving for a loose ball um you know isn't gonna lose a sprint back and forth to anybody they're gonna be the ones pushing the other people all that kind of stuff right like they're looking for a certain player not just the guy that's gonna score the points they have guys that can score they will have guys that will rebound they have guys <laughs> that can score that are paid basically on scholarship to do that um so what they want from you is somebody that can push those guys and be a competitor, a teammate, whatever it is for, for the, like, you know, for the team. Um, and for, you know, in my mind being, you know, how old is that? Like 19 years old or whatever. I was like, Hey, I'm, I think in my mind, I'm as good as, you know, a good chunk of the people that I'm playing against or playing with whatever it is. Um, and it was like that attitude where I'm like, all right, like I'm working my butt off to, to be here. And I thought I was good enough or think I'm good enough. You know, I should at least get a chance. Um, but it, it just took like that realization of like, all right, it's not just, you know, the scoring or, or the shot blocking or, or that. It's like it's the intangibles, right? Like mm. they really focus on intangibles and just people in general. Um, so that was like one of those big realizations that I had um, through trying out yeah and, and getting like a sense of it first thing and that's your sophomore year and you um what was the feedback did they give you any feedback when you like found out that you didn't make it that year no feedback no it was yeah just, you know yeah just through like you know discussions and, and knowing people too obviously like the more you play too and the more you play in um the, so we played in this um court the lombardi center mm. this open area um so through playing like all the time um you also get a chance to meet a bunch of people and i got a chance to be friends with a good number of the kids on the team too through just playing with them um and just getting a sense of like the, the team and like what they need and that kind of stuff so you sort of pick up on things and sort of get an idea of like what um teams are looking for obviously um 
but that was actually a huge thing too. Just, just getting to know a couple of the guys on the team. I ended up uh, playing with them here and there in like open gyms. Um, so they would just have like full court runs with the team. Um, so that helped a lot, just getting, um, talking to the kids, playing with them, getting a sense of like how they play, how they are, that kind of stuff. Um, that was really helpful. Um, eventually I ended up practicing with them here and there, just getting a sense of like, you know, the actual speed of the game and, and all that stuff. Um, so I think that was also huge just for me personally, just, um, playing with the guys, getting to know them. Cause at the end of the day, like it's basketball, but you know, it's, it's you hear this all the time, but it really is more than basketball. Um, you want somebody that also can gel with the people. You don't want somebody that's abrasive that comes in thinking he's hot stuff and ultimately just ruins the whole team dynamic. Um, you want somebody that can actually mesh with the guys and, and you want some, you can bring somebody in and just click from day one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you ended so up that's, making friends with a lot of these guys and playing still with them. And even though you weren't on the team at that time and, um, I guess, what were the next steps that ended up resulting in you trying out again? Yeah. Um, so it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting process. Honestly, it's, I would say it's a lot different than a lot of the walk-ons that I know or have, or have known. Um, so I tried out the sophomore year, thought I was ready. I didn't get in. Um, and then tried again, junior year. Right. And I was, at this point, I was like, you know, I knew a bunch of the players. I had practiced, done all this type of stuff. And I was like, all right, like, you know, maybe this is it, sort of. And same exact thing as last year. And I think they also had a ton of people on the roster, too, so I can't say anything. But at this point, I think I was, like, about ready to give up. I'm just like, mm. all right, you know what? Like, I don't have an internship in my business a major in finance. Like, I'm playing basketball all the time. Like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, I have to actually, like, do what I came here to do. And ended up getting internships. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm ready to start, like, business now. I think I'm pretty much done. Um, and one day I was just in the gym just working out. And I see one of the assistant coaches. And he goes, hey, uh, you know, just how's it going, whatever. I was like, oh, not too bad. He's like, you're trying out this year, right? I was like. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Like maybe, but I don't know. He goes, just, you should, you should come. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. And I was like, all right. Like, so I went up, I played a little bit. And then I think next week they were just like, Hey, by the way, like, we'd love to have you on board, you know, um, just get started right away kind of thing. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> How did that happen from like two years of, I don't get it, man. I, I, I was still <laughs> obviously working out and like trying to maintain shape just because like, yeah. again, it's something I just enjoyed doing. Um, and I was still obviously hungry and like driven and whatnot, but it was just a total surprise. I think mm-hmm. um, given the fact that like, I think it sort of made it feel like those three years of just grinding, right? Just like, all right, yeah. I'm going to do this at some point, like at some capacity, I'm just going to get a sense of what it's like. Um, That's and, awesome. Yeah, and that so happened, they so. they remembered you obviously from coming back and I guess practicing with the guys and so they've seen you for like two or three years now and uh, yeah. But if you weren't in that gym that day and didn't see that assistant coach, like, would you have gone to try out? Maybe not. Probably, yeah, probably not. To be honest, I, <laughs> you know, it was one of those things that I I I truly think 
the determination and persistence pays off, right? Mm. Um, if I did not put in hours and hours, days, whatever of work to sort of prepare yourself to, to play, um, I don't think you would be rewarded for it. You know, I don't think anything just somehow comes easy and just is like handed to you on a silver platter. Um, and I think just like, you know, this the persistence and I don't think I've seen it since like even with work like I'll put in a ton of effort and work and like you know because I think it's it's part of who you are at the end of the day like if you like doing stuff well you're going to put in that effort to get it done 107 percent but I think during those years it was just like that was like the one thing it was almost like crazy you know it was like the one (laughs) thing that was on my mind I was like I'm gonna put in my full effort to get this done and you know and it paid um, off at the end of the day yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I still think about it sometimes where it was like that's just totally, you know, just that's awesome though. You no one can ever take that from you. I mean, you can say you're a division one college basketball athlete. Yeah, yeah. It was uh That's yeah, awesome. It was fun. All that hard work, the high you know, not getting the recruiting or the recognition out of high school, kind of a smaller high school to begin with, and um you kind of just kept trying out kept pushing at it and ultimately Mm -hmm. made it so that i mean that's a really awesome story and i think a lot of people that listen to this if they're ever in that position could probably learn it's just don't give up on it if that's your dream just keep going um i guess one thing i would want to ask what would you have done differently if you could go back in time uh to any point whether it's high school or during college and i guess what tip would you give? And maybe it's the same thing um, to somebody mm-hmm. who's going through that process. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. So I guess one thing I would say for sure is especially in this day and age with everything available to you, um, social media, right? Like Instagram, um, TikTok, all the Snapchat, you have so many avenues to get your word out, right? and get exposure. I think that's the key thing because in my experience and in my mind in high school, I thought I'm going to let my game speak for myself and people are just going to line up and, and <laughs> you're going to have coaches coming to see you and this, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's sure. Like you'll get some local traction, right? Like I had a bunch of local schools in the area that were um, coming to games or interested, but it wasn't really, the school or the exposure, the schools or the exposure that I sort of had in my mind, right? Um, One thing I would certainly do differently would be to put in some effort and time and money and whatever it is, resources to actually record games, record good footage of you playing against like good competition against these tournaments, against in the summer, summer leagues, against like these guys that are all playing like um, in big name schools and that kind of stuff get the word out, right? Record it, um, have somebody, whether somebody you know that's great with uh, media, video, editing, that kind of stuff. Um, Just get as much exposure as you can, get as much footage, get as much, anything you can, whether it's, you know, uh, your story, your your stats, your background, get it out there. Because that's, I think, the key with getting um, exposure, not just within like your local you know, the, the Brooklyn, Bronx, whatever it is, but like actually getting exposure beyond the tri-state area. Um, 
because at the end of the day, if you feel like you're good enough and you know you put in the work and you play against these guys that are all playing somewhere and you've done your thing, odds are you probably could play somewhere, but they just don't know you and don't know who you are. So um, I think that would be the biggest the biggest key that I would say for somebody in that position, if they're in high school, if they're, even if they're in a JUCO or, you know, a fifth year going to like a prep school kind of thing, you know, um, the exposure is definitely key. That's awesome. That's a great tip. Just get yourself out there. And we have so much access with social media today that I feel like there's, there's even more availability now than ever to do that type of thing. So Arando, thank you so much for taking some time to do this. Um, your story is awesome, and it's definitely going to yeah, be helpful not. for somebody else um, listening uh, if they're going through that same walk-through pro- walk-on process. So, I appreciate you joining today, and uh, stay in touch. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me. You've been listening to Talk the Chalk with John Schreier. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Also, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on whatever platform you use to listen.